episode four of Inside TBT. And this one is very cool. Not necessarily different, but, but very cool. We have two separate interviews. I guess you could call it two separate interviews. First interview is with three members of Bayheim's army at once. Eric Devendorf, Dante Green, and Demetrius Nichols. And the second interview is with C.J. Jackson, former Buckeye, Joey's former teammate, and member of Big X, which is a couple Ohio State guys, a couple Big Ten guys, a couple uh, whatever this guy would be a good fit for the team guys. So that's what the episode looks like. And we talk a little bit about breaking news, tournament being in Columbus, July 4th to the 14th. But before we do all that, we need all of you to head on over to germlessmasks.com and you need to buy yourself some masks. Great way to protect yourselves. And they, they got a couple options. They got the N65 mask, which is more breathable. If you're strolling down the street, toss on the N65. But if you want a really good, safe mask, get the N170 respirator mask because this one's great. And you got tons of options to choose from. You, you want to embroider one for your mom? You want to embroider one for your dad for Father's Day? Does your sister need a mask? Well, head on over to journalistmax.com because they have, I, I, I'm going to say unlimited options. When you have options like 3,000, Joey, I mean, that's pretty much unlimited. And, and Andrew's just, that's the tip of the iceberg because I know we got some hype beasts that are listening to it and listening to this podcast. And you're going to want a Travis Scott mask. You want a Travis Scott mask? Well, guess what? Journalist masks have it. You're a big you basketball fan. There you go. Obviously, you're a big basketball fan if you're listening to this podcast. You want a Kobe mask? They got a Kobe mask. Um, soon they're going to have a mask with Andrew's face on it if you want a mask with Andrew's face on it. It's actually so. just going to have my goatee. So yeah. Put on the, the mask and it looks like you're wearing my goatee. Yeah, I, that's pretty good. Yeah, so, I mean, head over to the journalist mask. Um, tell them we sent you and get yourself some masks. And the time of the – and the, the timing's just perfect. You need a mask. Go get one. If you can't tell that we like journalist masks, we're supposed to do like a 30-second ad read for those guys. And we just go on and on and on because we love their masks. For those of you watching this, I got my TBT mask right here, which may be floating around TBT. Who knows? We'll see. Journalistmasks.com on Instagram, at journalistmasks. Check them out. All right. Joey. <laughs> Joey, 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 Joey. These episodes we do are usually one day apart from each other. Okay? And each time there's breaking news to talk about. And we joke about it every time, but there really is breaking news every time. You just glossed over it in the intro, but the biggest news of it all is that the, the date is set. Basketball is back. There will be basketball this summer, and it's going to be starting on the inception of this great country that we love sports so much, the United States of America, July 4th. Let me ask you something, okay? The MLS comes back July 7th or 8th. Okay. Who cares? NBA. Who cares? Comes back July 31st. Get him out of here. All right. Tell me if I'm wrong, because I'm not a math guy. Is July 4th before or after July 8th and July 31st? It's before. And also, the NBA doesn't even report to their little training camp deal until July 7th. So they don't even, they're not even. It's not even comparable. LeBron could come play on one of the teams, lose first round, and, and still, still be, be fine. Yeah. Exactly. July 4th to 14th, tournament is in Columbus. I, I can't believe it. We're, we're like three weeks away from basketball. We are three weeks away from basketball being back. Side note, if you put LeBron on any team in this, are they winning at all? 
I, I, I can't respond to that. That's the worst question ever. If you put LeBron on a team with me and you and two more guys, I think we're winning TBT. I don't – that's a stretch. Two more – two. Mm, that's a, okay. Two guys from the tournament. I mean, I could be on that team. I don't know about two, you. Two rostered guys from the tournament. Okay, me and you and LeBron win. We those other two guys have to have some size. <laughs> Joe, jo- Joe Johnson, DJ Kennedy, me, you, LeBron. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty solid team. Anyway, obviously the other news. Obviously the real news is that the tournament is starting at the beginning of July, July fourth. Obviously that's a huge deal. The, the, the lesser of the news is that it's going to be in Columbus, which is really, really cool for me and you, considering we're Ohio State fans. Like, we spend a lot of time in Columbus. I, that's my home. So, I mean, it's really cool, but nobody can go, so it doesn't really – it's not really super relevant. Um, but it doesn't matter because there are games that are games that are going to be played. There are games that you can watch on TV, and most likely you're going to wager money on them, and that's all that anyone misses anyway. Quick shout out to a uh, company that we've done business with before. If you're going to watch these games while you're in Columbus, going over to Threes Above High, that's the place to do it. Little little shout out for them. Give them a little, give them a little credit. But one of the teams that I think may be uh, maybe playing in that championship game in Columbus on July 14th is a newly announced team. Team Hines is back. All right, point guard for Team Hines, Marcus Denman, former Mizzou Tiger. Never heard of him. Never Former Mizzou Tiger, most, oh, wins, most wins in Missouri basketball history. Shout out to my guy, Marcus Denman. You don't know me, but shout out to my guy. Team Hines is going to be real good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pull up the roster. Let, let me hear what you think about Team Hines as I'm pulling up the roster. Yeah, go ahead. Let me hear what you think while I get the roster up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, no, they have, they have, I mean, they have a great mix of, they're just like overseas elite. They are all stars from Europe. Um, they have guys who have bounced around in the NBA, like Calathis and like Brandon Paul. Um, Brandon Paul actually is from ten minutes from where me and Andrew grew up. So we watched him play in high school. We watched him play at Illinois. Um, thought maybe he could have landed on the Illinois alumni team, but we, uh, I'll just all I'll say about that is I'm questioning the Michael Tulip, their GM, if he's got it. You know, if he's got it on lock like he really says he does, because clearly he can't even. Um, get the best Illinois alumni guy, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but I, two guys like that are just made for the tournament. Ethan Happ is a matchup nightmare for most big men anyway. Um, and then I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but he might be the, another great shooter in the tournament. If you can't sense a theme, a lot of these guys are unbelievable shooters. How do you say his name? Lopacek? I'm, I'm going to read it to you how it's spelled. Okay. okay. So the roster, we got Nick Calathis. We got Kyle Hines, the namesake. Stud. We got we got Marcus Denman, stud. No, we got never heard of him. Isaiah Miles, Gilbert Brown, Eric Griffin, Ethan Eric Happ. Griffin. Eric Griffin, stud. Oh my God. Ethan Happ will not shoot from outside the the uh, the the paint, but he will score inside. I just the paint. want to see him shoot a free throw. Because have you have you heard him on part of my take when he went on and, and he said, "Now I'm going to get to the line, spin the ball, and just think." wet right before he shoots <laughs> so funny oh, man. and then of course brandon paul like you said and matt lejeski who we know is a great shooter we don't know if it's pronounced like that when you got jays next to ease you can never be sure yeah. but yeah he i remember going to a game and he made like eight threes in the first half or something crazy like that and it was just like no one was like questioning it they were like yeah it seems like it's basically the norm 
So that's one of my teams that, that I think could, uh, could win this whole gosh darn thing. Another one of them is Bayheim's Army. All right, and we need to talk a little bit about Bayheim's Army because for starters, we had about half the team on the show today, which you guys will hear next, which was we loved it. I think you guys will love it. Those guys were really cool. Devendorf, Nichols, Dante Green. They, you could tell that they have been friends and they have been teammates in one way or another for 12-plus years because they are just joking around, feeding off each other. Uh, there's one funny part that you guys will hear when we ask them who uh, – who they think their biggest competition uh, competition is. You got a classic class between teammates of what their answer is. But Bayhorn's Army's got four former first-round picks, and the rest of the guys are, 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 like everyone else, studs. Okay, they added Andrew White today, who might not miss in the whole tournament. Just another so great shooter. I – I think I'm cementing my pick in right now until we interview someone else that we love. I'm cementing the date that this is coming out, June 11th, this is coming out, the day that the tournament is announced to start July 4th. June 11th, my pick to win the whole thing is Bayheim's Army. I'll tell you why, if I had to bet money, why I would bet on Bayheim's Army. They have veterans – We'll call them veterans because we were calling them old guys the whole interview, and they, they knew what we meant, but it's, it could come across wrong. They have veterans. Not only do they have professional basketball veterans, they have TBT veterans, which goes a long way. They know they get the style of play that's going to be happening. They get the whole survive in advance and Elam ending and all that stuff. But then they also got the fresh legs, guys like Malachi Richardson, Tyler Lydon, guys who are just starting their professional career. Um, they got a really good combo. Like, Big X – their advantage, right, when we talk to Seth Greenberg, their advantage is that they're young, but it's also their disadvantage. He'll yell at you. Car young teams can't win. Carmen, Carmen's crew, defending champ, their advantage is that they're old and seasoned and they're veterans, but they don't really have the young legs. So, you know, Bayheim's already has a combination of both. And like I said in the interview, like, it's their turn. Yeah. Every team that has been around and has seen the TBT grow – from 500K to a million dollars, $2 million, one site, multiple sites, final, all this stuff, they've won. Overseas Elite, Carmen's crew, like it's just Bayheim's Army's turn, you know? Yeah. You know, it makes sense that they're, they got some of the great fans in the country and they can't even go watch them play and then they win. So, another, another interesting thing about Bayheim's Army, okay, is last time we saw Malachi Richardson on a national stage. He was making 8,000 threes a game, leading Syracuse to the Final Four as an 11 seed. Exactly. They're, they so who knows? That, who knows what we're going to get from him? They have guys that are just big-time players in big-time moments, which a lot of the teams have. But it, we're talking about Bayharm's Army now, you know, and they just have every tool necessary to win it all. And I just, like, it's so funny. Um, you know, they, they think, like, I'm some homer to Kermit's crew, which I, I am in some – you know, element of this all, which, but I'm not really because like, like I've said a million times, Big X has all my teammates and my allegiance is closer to Big X than this, the Kermit's crew, but they're comparing themselves with the best of the best, the defending champs, Kermit's crew. And I said, look, like, I'm not rooting. I'm obviously I'm not rooting for you guys over Kermit's crew, but you guys are really, really darn good. And I really do mm -hmm. think you're going to win. So you'll hear them talk about, um, they're giving, they're giving me 
um, giving me crap and telling me, making bets with me on if, if they win at all, what I have to do. And you guys will hear all about that. And I agreed to it. Um, but the funny thing is I grew up, my uncle went to Syracuse. Like Syracuse was always my number two team. Like without a doubt, always my number two team. So there you go. I, I love Carmen's crew and big X because they're Ohio state guys. I love heard, heard that because heard that, heard that, heard that. I love heard that because they played the exact style that I would want to play. And now I love Syracuse because I grew up liking Syracuse also. So there you go. And we love, and we love the Elam ending because we interviewed Nick Elam. Yeah. I mean like, but like Dayton, like, sorry, like, no. Oh no. I like those guys too. Redemption. And then Fletcher McGee, I'm a Fletcher McGee fan. I don't know. War Tampa. They do nothing for me yet until we interview those guys. So, (laughs) uh, some something that I have been doing since we've started this podcast. I texted my buddy the other night, last night, and I said, "Hey, you remember uh, remember Dor from Syracuse?" He was like, "Yeah, that guy's a legend. Why?" And I was like, "Just got finished interviewing him. No big deal. I've been like dropping the like name drop of the of the former college studs that people are gonna remember. That yeah, you'd man, be so do, confused. We do this now. There's no need to brag. This is what we do." I'm not bragging. I just think it's cool that, like, yeah, it's, it's cool guys go that we watched growing up. Yeah, cool to go out of your way and It's brag. definitely not going out of my way to send a text. It's not going out of my way. If I'm holding my phone, it's definitely on my way to the next application I'm opening on you, my phone. You were going to have a conversation with him anyway, so you're just going to shoot him a text. and, and Exactly. So I just added that. It, it was actually hey, a convenience thing. It was convenience hey, man, to text you know, him. I'm, I'm thinking about grabbing uh, Wendy's for dinner tonight. And by the way, just finished interviewing Eric Devendorf. Do you remember him? He was a stud. And now, and now I'm interviewing him. And I interview guys like that every day now. So just so you know, that's where, that's where I stand right now. Hey remember, Fletcher, hey, remember Fletcher McGee, the greatest shooter of all time? Well, I just asked him if he's still the greatest shooter of all time. You know, stuff, just casual stuff like that that everyone does. Yeah, you ever heard of President Barack Obama, our 44th president? He's actually our next guest on uh, on Inside TBT. He's a he's a big fan of uh, he's a big well, hold fan. Hold on, hold on. You're telling me you wouldn't be texting people that if that was happening? No, of course <laughs> I would. I'm I'm not saying that, but who who would President Obama be a fan of? Do you think? In TBT? Yeah. Mm, are there any Harvard guys? I don't know if there's any Harvard guys. I think he'd he'd really fall in love with uh, John Elmore's game. I think he'd be a heard that fan, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we also have C.J. Jackson on the show, but we've talked a lot about Big X. But this is a cool interview because you get to hear him talk a little bit about his and Joey's friendship and careers together. And I think he's the leading candidate right now to – be Mr. Elam ending this year because he's got history of making last second big time shots. Yeah, we get into it with CJ about all the different memories we had at Ohio State, but at the top of the list is that this dude, back-to-back years, went into the most hostile environment there is in the Big Ten, maybe, at Assembly Hall, and hit game winners there both times. And both were, like, by accident. Like, he did, like, like the first one, um, everyone's thinking the ball's going to Kata Bates-Diop, and CJ just pulls up, looks around, sees no one's around him, and hits a three at the buzzer. The second one, he's like under duress and just like, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to fire this from 35 feet and makes it again. So there's a little spot in Assembly Hall on the court, the left wing, if you're going away from the banners, okay, the banners. I don't know if you've ever heard of Indiana basketball, but they've won some championships and they have these banners that hang in Assembly Hall. Um, going away from the banners, 
that left that left wing has a little spot that has CJ with an X on it because they hate him. And then there's a when you walk into assembly hall, you scan your ticket and everything, and there's a life size picture of CJ Jackson that you could throw a dart at as you walk in, just for people that are a little a little upset um, that he kind of cost them a bunch of games and stuff. So it's pretty cool that CJ's got that. Uh, you know, he's he pays rent or uh, wait, Indiana. Wait, you're, you're making it, these things up, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's real. Like Indiana, like like CJ lives in Indiana's head, head rent free. Like it's it's pretty cool. They don't actually have that dart board of his. No, face, no, it's right? a big life size CJ Jackson with him holding up a three. And if you hit it in between the little three, you know, you get it in between there. It's uh, season tickets for for life. Are you no, serious? No, they don't have a life size cut out of him when you walk in. Are you serious? <laughs> that was so descriptive with the in between the three and the dart. That was good. You could be a uh, folklore storyteller if if podcasting doesn't take you where you want to go. Anyway, the interview with CJ was a lot of fun for me just to catch up with him, hear what's going on with him, reflect on some really fun stories um, from our Ohio State career. Bag on Andrew Dockage, of course, because what would be an episode inside TBT without doing that? Um, but – We've kind of gone on a little bit of a tangent during uh, this little part where we talk about uh, Andrew texting his friends and me talking about how Indiana is uh, making up the opposite of a shrine to CJ Jackson in Assembly Hall. But I think now's the point where we kind of uh, flip the switch and get you guys over to those interviews because we had a blast. If you can believe it, we had, we had fun, again, interviewing guys from this tournament. Yeah, up first are the Bayheims Army guys. Dante Green, Demetrius Nichols, and Eric Devendorf, followed by C.J. Jackson. We get to all those right now. All right, we now welcome on to Inside TBT, a couple of Syracuse alumni and members of Bayheim's Army, Demetrius Nichols and Eric Devendorf. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Or us. Thank you guys. Yeah, yeah we're, guys. we're excited to have you. You know, this this obviously is going to look and sound a little different having multiple guests. We might have one more surprise entrance, maybe. But let's get to it. First question, we're curious, are you guys in TBT shape? Great. You can go first. Oh, don't worry about me. I stay in shape. I, I'm going to make sure I'm doing something even if I'm not playing ball. It's just kind of like a like a lifestyle thing you know what I mean I got I, I got to get my workout in every day and uh, you know I, just for guys who really want it we're gonna make it happen they're gonna find a way to work out they're gonna find a gym they're gonna get an outside room so I'm ready to go yeah and uh to piggyback what Eric said I'm in shape do you know do this whole coronavirus thing I have a gym downstairs that I use every basically every day and uh, I have a court outside and I try to shoot every day, and I try to run every day. So kind of what Eric was saying, this is a lifestyle for us. You know, we, we usually train together all summer, every summer. And, uh, you know, that's what we try to do is, you know, always be ready for anything. So when you stay ready, you never have to get ready. We got uh, Dante Green ready to join right now. Should I let him in? Oh, no, nah, don't you let that man in. <laughs> nah, I'll let him in. If he's doing something crazy, maybe we'll start over and re-record, but I'll let him <laughs> You got to ask him that question you asked us. All right, we will. Because you guys want to know that. That's a I'm... fact. I want to know that. Why don't you guys ask him? You ask him. No, sure, I'll ask him. What's, What's up, man? What's going on? My bad. Hey, you're good. <laughs> hey, dang. You, 
I'm out running errands, man, for the family. I forgot that fast, dude. That's crazy. Crazy, man. So you you jumped in uh you jumped in mid interview, but I'm Andrew. That's Joey, my co-host. You're what's up, uh, baby? What's up, Joey? Drew, what's, what's up? up? So we started off by asking your guys, and we want to know from you too. Are you in game shape? Are you ready for the TBT? To be honest, I think I'm in some pretty good shape. Um, I've been uh, I picked up biking uh, since the, the the quarantine started. And, uh, you know, I've been doing about 80 to 85 miles a week on my bike. Uh, so, um, yeah, you know, my legs feel, man, they're, they're stronger than they've been in the last past couple of years, I will say that. So I haven't really tested it as far as playing, like, five on five. But, like, individual workouts, man, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty good. So I haven't been up and down the court yet. But uh, I, think, I, I think I should be pretty good. Are you guys uh, under the assumption that the group of dudes that you guys kind of put together, um, it's going to be like riding a bike where you guys, whether it's from chemistry or just the fact that you guys are all hoopers, that you're not worried about the fact that you could, might maybe not have had um, that pickup or up and down game uh, type of type of stuff yet? Uh, it's definitely going to take time. Um, obviously, we know everybody, each other, but – it's going to take time, and uh, once we get into a rhythm, I think hopefully things start to click sooner than later because, obviously, if you win, you lose. If you lose, you go home. So the sooner the better we get some type of connection, camaraderie, you know, hopefully that would help us towards the end. If it's yeah, anything I mean, like <laughs> – go ahead. Go ahead. You got to let go everyone answer, Andrew. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I just, I just think, uh, you know – um, everybody's familiar with each other. Everybody knows each other. Um, I think guys that played each other, you know, with each other, if it, you know, not in cues, just, you know, pick up in the summer or whatever it is. Um, but I mean, we've been playing ball our whole life, you know what I mean? So it, it is like riding a bike, you know, we're, we're going to be in shape. Um, that first game, you know, that first, you know, five minutes, you might, you know, you might feel it a little bit, but that's when that second wind come in and kick in. And then it's, you know, it's just like riding a bike, you know, getting up and down and, uh, you know, and, and once the guys start competing, you know, all that goes out the window. You know what I mean? Guys are trying to get that money. So, um, you know, we're definitely going to be ready. We're going to get to it for sure. If it really is just like riding a bike, then it sounds like Dante, Mr. 85 miles a week, you'll be ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, you know, we, we, our team has been in this since the first year. Um, me personally, I think this is my third year doing it. So we, we, I know for sure, you know, um, with Dave and, 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 uh, and Belby, you know, they, they, they put together a team where they kind of know what we need as far as winning. And, and, you know, I think our strategy this year is, is, is pretty good. And, uh, man, we just made it come out of hope. Like, like Dave said, once that ball goes up, you're trying to, you're trying to go out there and win. You're trying to get that bad. So that's what I, it's all about. I got a follow-up question for you guys. When you talk about, that first five minutes of the game. Um, I was just an average college basketball player. That first five minutes was probably the hardest five minutes of the game. No, no doubt about it. That first war, you come back to the huddle and everyone's gassed. Does that get harder and harder as you get older or is it easier and easier? Uh, I mean, I, uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, right. That's it. I mean, for me, go ahead, Tay. Go ahead, Tay. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, for me, it's, it's a, it's a knowing, you know, 
it's basically the warm up, really. You know, as you get older, it's about the warm up. It's about the stretching. It's about the things you do before. That five minutes once you get out there. For me personally, as I get older, it's like, oh, it's not that bad. You know, when I was younger, it was, it was go 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 go. You was going a hundred miles an hour, yeah. and then you right. come to the top, you come to the huddle like, oh man, like <laughs> did that was that just five minutes. But you know, I think as you get older, you kind of know you're definitely more experienced, and and you're going out there and you're picking your spots, and it's like, oh, you know, maybe I don't have that. I'm not that warm display. Let me let me hit somebody else, and then let me get them going, or let me do this or do that. You know, you kind of get get smarter with it as you as you get older. Yeah, that's exactly what Tay said. I think you, you just learn from experience. You know how to pick your spots. Uh, obviously, you don't. You're not. You're not trying to turn it down, but um, you know where you can kind of take a break, so to speak. You know what I mean? Rather than you know, at this time I got to turn it up. So I mean, that's where that veteran savvy comes in. You know what I mean? You, you picking your spots. Um, um, you know what you got to do. You've been playing the game for you know so many years. So um, as you get older, you get smarter and you start to learn little. Um, I don't want to say shortcuts, but ways to kind of, you know, save your energy, um, you know, for this play to be able to, you know, have it for the long run. Yeah, and once you get that second win, I think the game seems a lot easier once you get the second win. But the first five minutes does feel kind of, I think in every sport or every person, whether young or old, the first five minutes is always going to be the most difficult time because once you get the second win, you know, that's when your calm, your nerves is down or like your heart rate. So now you're ready to hoop. But, you know, just like these guys were saying, you know, like we've been playing our whole lives. So once we get our second win, I think, every, I think everybody's going to be okay. Or maybe even once we hit our first shot, whoever hits the first shot, whatever the case may be, everybody's going to be like, all right. Okay. I'm just yeah. glad you guys – I'm just glad you guys all, you know, kind of agreed with me just because I still, like, play pickup in the first, like – 10 points the pickup game, I'm huffing and puffing, but then I get my second win. So it's good to know that uh, that I'm good, that I'm that I'll, it'll get easier as I get some some veteran savvy, uh, like the veteran savvy that's in uh, Eric's beard, if you guys can't see that. So now you brought you you brought another guy in who got a great beard. My man Tay always been at always had a great hey, man, beard. Yeah, Tay. I, I had a great patch. I don't know where it went at. I didn't purposely <laughs> cut it out, so I don't know. I see mine right here. It's my maturity. The Nick's still naked face over there, man. That's crazy. That's a little five to five going on. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys mentioned uh, being old, and with all due respect, you guys are pretty damn old. I mean, you've been, you've been. Never, <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. I've never said, I've never said that. You guys are at least all ten years removed from playing at Syracuse. So, I mean, are you excited to play with some of those younger guys this year? Because I know Tyler's been on the team, but I think this is Malachi's first year. Are you excited to get those young legs on the court with you? I'm very excited. I think I think uh, you are as old as you feel, and I don't feel 36. I feel about 30. Um, like me and Eric was talking about earlier before Tay got on is, you know, I feel like being in shape is a lifestyle, and that's what we try to practice is just try to try to take care of your body. Even when you're not hooping or even when you're on vacation, I always find a, try to find a gym or run a treadmill or whatever the case may be. But, uh, you know, being in shape is it's a part of a part of our our DNA. So I'm excited. And I think, you know, we'll see who's in shape and who's old and who's young. But I think I can hold my own out there. No, for sure. I, I'm excited to get, you know, get with these young guys. I mean, just we got a good mixture of uh, – 
you know, young fellas and then some, you know, uh, veteran leadership guys who have played in the tournament know, know what it's like. Um, and, and it's good to have that mix because we, you know, this tournament is a small ball tournament. It's, it's you know, you're not going to feed it down to the big guy and, and let him go to work. It's, we getting up and down. You know, you see these bigs, um, these guys are 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", but they're athletic. They're running the floor. They're picking and popping. They're, you know, they're able to shoot, play multiple positions. So, um, you know, I, I think our team, you know, we, we've we covered all of that. You know what I mean? We Everybody, if you look at our team, everybody on our team can shoot. I don't care if you're six foot or 6'10". Everybody can shoot the three. Everybody can run the floor. You know, everybody can jump. Everybody can rebound. So, um Excited to get out there with those guys, man, and, and uh, you know, see what they can do. And, you know, hopefully we can put it all together. I mean, it really sounds like a prototypical NBA team with the one through five all being able to shoot. But speaking of professional basketball, you guys have played really all over and in different places, and you've all also played in TBT. How would you say that the TBT competition and game-to-day experience compares to your other professional experiences? I think this year it'll be it's more loaded as far as like uh, the talent is of course higher than that because you have so many pros but you know there are not a lot of teams in the field this year you know they, they limited the teams because of you know corona and everything and um, man, it's, it's, it's some, some, some great talent out there. So I think this compared to everywhere else, like you'll have your slouch games if you're, you know, if you're playing somewhere overseas. You'll have a couple of teams that just, you know, they're just not, not that good. But I think in this, every team is going to be good and every game is, is, is going to be tough. You know, there's no, there's no cakewalk games. I know the first couple of years we played in it, like our first two games, I would say, were kind of like, all right, you know, we're going to come out here, we're going to play hard, we're, we're going to focus on this team and not look past them, but at the same time, in the back of your mind, you knew, like, all right, this is, this is going to be a win. But I think this year, I don't think it was like that. You know, from the from the first game, it's going to be it's going to be tough, you know, and, and it's going to be it's going to be a battle every night. Yeah. I think for me, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to playing a EuroLeague game or, or playing in Europe because a lot of guys who are going to be playing against us have played in Europe or are still playing in Europe. I think the only difference is going to be the scouting report. You know, obviously, like, we can't watch film or, or like, we may not know what the team is going to run a play is going to run. As of, you know, competing and playing basketball, I'm pretty sure we're going to have a lot of people that we know that we played with or played against. It's going to be simple playing just like a regular game, you know, if you're across the Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to look at all the, you know, the NBA talent, the former NBA talent. I mean, they got a team full of the best uh, players in the EuroLeague. You know what I mean? So um, you could take some of these teams from the TBT and if you give them a, you know, a, a few months to practice and, and do all that and get their, you know, plays together and all that, I mean, they could go compete, you know, at a high level overseas in EuroLeague or, or they compete, could compete in the G League. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how high level this tournament is. And um, like Tay was saying, this year is just a whole nother level with, um, you know, having to shorten the teams down to 24. Now it's, you know, every single game it's, it's going to be, oh, we might play a, a Ohio State alumni. Next game, you might play a, a, a Clemson alumni or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So uh, you could take a lot of these teams 
And and if you had that time to practice with these teams, uh, they'd go overseas and, and, and dominate some leagues. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't want to say dominate like the EuroLeague, but they'd be up there and, and competing, uh, you know, with those top teams. That's how, you know, deep the talent level is for sure. I want to take a step back real quick. Um, cause, cause when Andrew calls you guys old, that's, that's no knock and you guys know that, but the people listening, they might not know that because when <laughs> push comes to shove, um, the older teams do better in the TBT. And that doesn't mean, um, old as an age, but veteran, um, in terms of playing in the TBT and gaining that experience is, is almost more important than being the more talented or more skilled team. You know, you look at Carmen's crew, for example, you know, last year they're one of the first teams to play in the tournament and then they, you know, they end up winning it this year. Do you guys feel like it's, you know, it's your turn basically because you've, you've played um, and you know what to expect and you think that's an advantage for you guys? I mean, I think every team thinks it's their turn. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's you want to go in with that positive mindset, um, you know, knowing you could win. Um, but again, um, it's a high-level tournament, man. You, and, and, you know, we keep talking about this year, every game is going to be – you got to be ready. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like the past years where you could kind of, like Tay was talking about, where you could, um, you know, maybe look past, not look past, but maybe uh, take it a little bit easier than you would, you know, the third and fourth games. But, um, man, we're just, we're just excited to get out there and play, man. I mean, Like you said, we have the experience. We, we mix it with some uh, with some young legs. So, um, we're looking forward to getting out there, competing, and, um, you know, hopefully getting to the money. I think whoever wins it, it's all about, obviously, experience, like you talked about, experience. You know, older guys usually win the tournament. But it also has to do with luck, timing, you know, teams clicking. You know, I think whatever team comes together the fastest towards the end and able to win the last five minutes of the games, I think those are the teams is going to have a better chance of competing for championship. Um, you know, most older guys know when, uh, you know, put it in second gear, third gear, fourth gear. That's the advantages that guys like us have is that we've played tough, long games. And we, know to, we know how to finish. I think for us is that we're going to – we. I think, I think our biggest challenge is going to be uh, – the clicking part, you know, knowing you know, which piece is what piece, what role, who plays what role, and and uh, hopefully, you know, we could get it as soon as we, uh, you know, step on the floor. You know, uh, whoever's on the floor is able to come in and and produce right on time because we're going to need people to be ready at all costs. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't take the old guy thing to to heart. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm old in in years playing. You know, I'm, I've been a professional. This is going on my 13th year. I think D Nick is going on 14. He, he left a year before I got to the Q's. Um, Eric has played all over the world and, and, and has numerous leagues with, with plenty of experience. Just from not even from college, but outside of college too. And in his coaching, his coaching days too, which he's in right now. So, I mean, we just – we're an experienced group. We know what it takes to win. The plan is just about every year. 
So, I mean, we, we have guys that know what it takes. Um, and, you know, we've, we've gotten close. I know I've I made it to the final four the one year. We, we lost to uh, overseas elite. So, you know, that it, it stung and it, it's in, in the back of my head. And, and I know with the rest of the guys who won a team that are coming back. So, it's just, you know, we got to go out there and just put it together. And like Dean said, it's that chemistry. Knowing when to insert this guy at a certain time and to take another guy out. And I think the good thing about this team is this year, I, I think we we don't have a lot of egos. You know, at the end of the day, we all want to go out. We all want to win. Not saying that, not trying to knock any other the teams that we have that have had the past couple of years either. But, you know, this year we know, like, all right, look, it's whatever it takes. You know, if I got to go in, if I got to play just two minutes this game, all right, I'm going to go in and play the hardest two minutes. And I'm going to come out, I'm going to have a seat and, you know, sit there and, and hopefully my guys are backing me up and do what they're supposed to do and we'll get to work and move on. But at the end of the day, it's all about winning. You know, is when to go home. So you got to win to move on and win to get that bag. And, and you know, that's, what, that's everybody's focus right now. Yeah, and obviously in TBT, and I know you guys all know this as TBT veterans, you can't win in the TBT without getting to the Elam ending. So let's fast forward to some games. Elam ending, you guys need eight more points. Who's the go-to guy for Bayheim's Army in the Elam ending? Yeah, whoever's going. Whoever's going. Yeah, whoever. That's that's the beauty of, of of this team. Like, if you look at the roster that we got, everybody started when they played at Syracuse. You know, we got four first round draft picks. D Nick was drafted, so that's five NBA guys. Um, so pick your poison for real. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like when we sub out, we're not we're not missing a beat. You know what I mean? Everybody's a threat on that floor. We talked about it earlier. I mean, one through five can shoot the ball. It doesn't matter. And, and this is how we're we're talking to each other. If you get an open look, shoot it. You know what I mean? You're a threat out there. And, and I think that's it's hard to scout because uh, now it makes it easier for guys like myself um, in one-on-one situations to where, you know, if, when I get by, if you help off, if you help off, I'm kicking it and he's knocking it down. If you don't help off, then I'm going ahead and I'm finishing it. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, we pick your poison with us, man. Whoever Whoever's hot, whoever's open, um, you know, that's who we're feeding it to. Agreed. And you can't talk about Syracuse basketball without talking about the zone. Um, Mm -hmm. I know you guys have played the zone in the past. What's the plan this year? We can't tell you that right now, Wes. Well, you think think teams are going out there and practicing against the zone tomorrow if you guys say anything? Man, you you never know, man. There's a million dollars on the line. There's a million dollars on the line, man. You went to Ohio State. We're going to tell you what, what, we gonna, what we're going to do. Right. We're we going to play man. That's what we're going to do. Right. All right. Uh, but, All uh, right. Yeah. That's fine. No, that's fair. I, I, I explained that I was a little bit biased. I mean, I'm human, you know. But I, my, my biggest problem is those Carmen's crew guys, I didn't play with any of them. Now we got a Big Ten team, the Big X team. They got five of my teammates on that team. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. So – the odds of you running into one of those teams is pretty high, so you're right. Don't tell me anything. <laughs> so, honestly, I think it. I think it all depends on you know how the game is going. I, I'm pretty sure Coach Black has a strategy, and whatever he sees out there on the floor, what the best solution is defensively, he's going to lead us and you know make sure that we're playing the right defense. So whether it's zone or man, whether it's pressing or you know zone press, I think we're going to be ready for anything. And, and look, man, we – all these guys on the team have played, 
you know, and, and we know we can, we can make the adjustment ourselves. You know, we'll be like black. Okay. We need to, we might need to make this adjustment. Like all these guys are pros and professionals. We, you know, we know how to make these adjustments, you know, in-game adjustments. And, um, you know, it's not like, you know, we're, we're uh, just putting together a team who, who just starting to play, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, we know how to make those in-game adjustments ourselves. You know what I mean? I could tap D and, you know, and uh, ask him what you think and, you know, uh, we'll go from there. So, um, yeah, like D said, we're, you know, we're just kind of going to go with the flow of the game. If we need to make adjustments in game, then we will. I got a, uh, I got a follow-up question. Okay. Elam ending, you need one more bucket. If you guys were all back at Syracuse, who would coach Bayheim be giving the ball to? <laughs> Me. Between D, D, D Nick. Between D and D Nick, depending on what year it was. Yeah. Yeah. What day? What you, you going to leave yourself out? Like, you ain't average 18. I'm, I'm going to go Hey, man, look. I, I, but you guys are legends, man. I already know. I, I know what the deal is, man. I'm, I'm, I'm third option. I'll take that. <laughs> I, 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 leave, I, I like my chances in, in, you, in you two guys' hands. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. Don't sell yourself short, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How, how, much, uh, how much involvement or really how much you guys talk to – Coach Bayheim during the tournaments each year, if at all. Uh, I caught. Well, we talked to Coach last night, but uh, yeah. <laughs> right. you know, good guy. He's a good resource. He's always teaching. He's always trying to help us out. You know, give us and us you know information on basketball. Uh, that's all we do is talk basketball. So it's always good to have a guy like him. You know, a Hall of Fame coach. You know, someone you can pick up the phone and you know have a conversation with. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like, he's not a huge talker. But if you're talking basketball, then uh, you might think he's a whole other person. You know what I mean? Because he, 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 he got a lot to talk about because he, you know, obviously he has a lot of experience. And then it's um, – you know, I mean, I, I just want to sit there and soak all that up. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a Hall of Fame coach. So, um, you know, to be able to talk to somebody like that on a regular basis and, and get that type of information is – an advantage, you know what I mean? And, and he definitely has, uh, I mean, let's, I mean, his name is across our Jersey, you know what I mean? So he better have something to say you, you know what I mean? because <laughs> it, he, 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 he wants to, he wants us to win as much as we want to win. You know what I mean? We, you know, his name's across the Jersey. So he wants to, uh, he wants us to go out there and have a good showing, you know, for, uh, for the university. All right, I'll take the uh, I'll take the next question. <laughs> so he's waiting on Tay. He's waiting on Tay or what? Yeah, I thought he was gonna say yeah, something. I, you you got nah, nothing to say about Coach? No, nah, I mean no. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I mean they they said it all. You know, <laughs> Coach is a famer, man. We call him the famer. I know I know my year when we was there. That, that's that's what me and Johnny called him, man, the famer. So uh, you know that that name speaks for itself, man. Hall of Fame coach. Knows his knows the ins and outs of of the game, any any aspect of the game, and uh, you know he's always there just to just to lend lend hand and information and to definitely guide us. So you know, on the last time we had a we had like a mini camp up at up at uh, Syracuse, and the whole week he was there every day, you know, talking with us and, and and giving us pointers and and trying to help us out. So I mean, you can't ask for any more. Yeah, I mean, obviously something that uh, can't happen at TBT. Is a uh, is a six overtime game. So, <laughs> Devendorf, going back to that game that you were a part of, which I'm looking at it right now, and you played 61 minutes. <laughs> All right, 
against UConn in the six overtime game. Are you still tired from that game? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not tired anymore. That was almost ten years ago, so I've recovered. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, we we actually went to overtime the next game versus West Virginia. So uh, we 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 played dang near, uh, you know, three games. It felt like in two days or something. So. Um, but man, that was a heck of a game, man. Just, I mean, you look at the crew that we had. I mean, myself, Johnny Flynn, Paul Harris, uh, Andy Routens, you know, uh, Rick Jackson, the list goes on AO. So, uh, we had a crew, man. And it was, uh, obviously we didn't, you know, think it was going to turn out like that, but, um, it was super special to be a part of for sure. I'm just glad we got the win because you, you wouldn't have been asking me that question if we lost. And I'm <laughs> I might have still, I might have still brought it up and, and given you a little shit for it then instead. Yeah, I wouldn't have answered it though. <laughs> what, what was more tiring in that game, the first, the first five minutes or the last five minutes? <laughs> oh, definitely, it was definitely. Uh, you know what? If people ask me this, it wasn't physically like physically. We was, we, we were good. Like we were, I mean, we're built for that. We could have played three games in a row, but it was mentally like draining. You know what I mean? Like, dang, like okay. Can we untie this thing real quick? And and but uh, you know we had a good crew, man. We kept fighting, and uh, uh, you know we pulled it out for sure. How uh, how in tuned are you guys with Syracuse basketball every year? Are you still as into it now as you were maybe eight or nine years ago? Of course, what kind of question is that? <laughs> a question from a guy who didn't play in college. That's what kind of question is. It's a question. <laughs> it's a question for you to answer so that the fans well, continue to love even more. Nah, man, it, it, sticks, it sticks with you. It really okay. does. Like, I know for me, I was overseas this year, and we had ended up getting a break, and I looked immediately at the Syracuse schedule to see what game I was going to be able to make, and I actually made it to the Syracuse Georgetown game this year. And I know uh, I live like right outside DC. So myself, I live here, um, Renze Anawaku and um, Hakeem Ward. We all live in, in the DC area. So we talk about it, you know, summertime, we all work out at the same gym. So we talk about it in the gym, how we gonna be this year, you know, how we looking. Of course you got, you know, we got a bunch of Villanova guys down here. We have the Georgetown guys, we're in their backyard. So they're down here and out here. So it's, 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 it's a lot more, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm into it more than I was before I even got to Syracuse because I committed early. But, now nah, you you still you, – you have those rivalries. You still have those guys. You still have those bats, you know, on the side, especially, you know, the guys that have heard and making a nice little piece of change. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a uh, – we bleed orange, man. It, it, it doesn't go away. I know for me – Whenever I'm overseas, even though there's like a seven-hour, eight-hour time difference, I'll make sure during the season I'll stay up to three or four o'clock in the morning just to watch the game because I want to know who's playing well and, you know, if we're going to win or not. So, you know, even though I'm across seas, I'm always on what's going on and, uh, you know, how well we're playing. Yeah, yeah Eric, I mean, you probably you probably never, ever – do anything with Syracuse basketball at all, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, my you know, my experience might be a little bit different because I'm around all the time. You know what I mean? And you know, I was I was on coaching staff, but um, Syracuse is different, man. It's pretty unique because 
it's, it's, it's really like a family, you know what I mean? In, in the summer, we, we always have like a, it's a fantasy camp in the summer and you have all the old guys come back, Billy Owens, Derek Coleman, Sherman Douglas, um, you know, D-Nick and Tay, they both, I think you both guys came and did the fantasy camp one summer too. Uh, D-Nick, mm-hmm. I think you did it multiple years, but um, if, if you, if you come in and, uh, you know, see something like that and see how everyone interacts, like it's, you might not, you might not have met this guy ever in your life. You know what I mean? But he played in 1970 or 1975. But when you meet him, it's like you knew that guy for, you know, 10 plus years. You know what I mean? It's it's a unique situation up at Syracuse and, uh, you know, pretty grateful to be a part of that family. And, yeah, like those guys say, I, I mean, I keep up with Qs. I'm every day. I'm in the gym with those guys every day. So, um, you know, what I mean, I'm I'm right there on campus with them for sure. So we've we've discussed before guys that we haven't seen the TBT yet or guys that we want to see in TBT. And Joey always says, you know, a couple of years from now, someone he'd like to see is is Carmelo, which I always think is pretty cool that he says that. So I'm curious because you guys have played and played with millions of different players. <laughs> That's not our question. That's not the question. Don't worry. Not the question. That's not the question. Don't worry. We're not done. The question is – who is someone that you've played with that you either think would be perfect for TBT or that you wouldn't want to have to see against because you know they'd be giving you guys buckets? I would love to see Paul Harris play. Uh, he was one of my uh, you know, older guys that I you know, basically like took under my wing when I was here at Syracuse. And I would love to see him join us one of these years to compete for uh, the TBT championship. Um, I always enjoyed him. He was a true competitor. He always wanted to guard me in practice, and, I, and I'm pretty sure he would be a good piece to compete for any type of championship. So I would say Paul Harris. Tay, who you think? Who you think, Tay? I mean, I always get to – I always get – I would love to see my guy Johnny come back. Mm. Oh, facts. That's you know, a fact. I, I, I get asked this question. You know, we, we went to school together. We were McDonald's All Americans. Um, came in a freshman together. Uh, you know, and, and and I think he had a hell of a rookie year. Injury bug kind of got him. But uh, if 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 Johnny is 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 healthy and and out there doing the thing, I would love to to, to see Johnny go out there. And pressure a lot of other Syracuse fans with a baby. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm going to go with Tay. And the thing is, if he didn't get hurt, we wouldn't even be talking about him playing because he'd still be in the NBA right now playing. Right. I mean, this right. that dude that dude was, uh, you know, one of the uh, special, like one of the, you know, biggest com- competitors I've ever been around. Like, uh, I mean, just being in the backcourt with that guy, I felt it was like the same because we both had the same mindset. Like, he was, he was trying to kill you out there. You know what I mean? And just put that together with the talent that he already had. Uh, athletic ability, I mean, IQ, like, he was out of this world, man. Like, it, he, he he really should be a, you know, 15-year NBA veteran w- with some all-star appearances. Like, that's how good he was, to be honest with you. And, and I mean, you know, Tay, you know, Tay just told you, like, it's not – I'm not even blowing smoke. Like, this dude was uh, – he's better than these dudes, like a lot of these guards in the league right now. Like, no question. So, I, I would have loved to, you know, lace him up again with him. And, and as far as somebody – uh, playing against it, I don't anybody. I'm ready for all that. You know, I, I want, I want, all the, I want all that smoke. So, <laughs> yeah, I had, had a feeling that 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 was going to be your answer to that one. But um, in terms of Johnny Flynn, I mean, you guys all agree the TBT was made for guys like Johnny Flynn to showcase 
Like, they're the real deal, and everyone in his circle knows that. Um, but he's – for some reason, he's got to – he doesn't – you know, he doesn't have to prove it to the world. But if he wants to, the TBT is the perfect stage for that. So, you know, I grew up – Johnny Flynn was like – he was my favorite player. I mean, I was, a, I was a point guard. Like, it's the same kind of deal. You gravitate to guys that you just love to watch, you know. So, like, he's the prime example of that. And, I mean, selfishly, I'm agreeing with you guys. I would love to see him on, on the Syracuse team. I mean, it just obviously, you guys know, take it to a whole nother level. Yeah, I think he, I think that injury is too much, though. You know what I mean? I don't even think he's he playing ball anymore, just to be honest. Yeah. No, totally. So, some of, the, some of the Twitter questions that we got, speaking of guys like Johnny Flynn, people that have played in TBT, et cetera, who, who do you guys think is uh, – Possibly your biggest competition this year? Ourselves. Joe Johnson. That's the only. <laughs> he said Joe Johnson. <laughs> I was in the big take, league last year. Take, <laughs> take Joe Johnson. It's ourselves. I mean, it's. I think it's going to come down to how bad we want it and uh, making the right decisions, down shots, um, you know, beating, you know. Or I think that's going to be just us. Go ahead, Tay. Finish what you were saying. Nah, I don't need to say no more. <laughs> Big three last year. Joe Johnson, man. I agree with you, Nate. They're definitely ourselves. But uh, we're talking about another team or another player, man. I'm going with Joe Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those, I mean, again, look at these dudes. You look at some of the talent that's coming out. Uh, I mean, all these dudes is high, high level. You know what I mean? Either play NBA or, you know, high level overseas. But like Nick said, uh, you know, we got as much talent as anybody in the tournament. You know what I mean, it, it, anybody. If you ask if you ask me, I mean, you could ask anyone else. They'll probably tell you the same thing. You look at the guys that we have, you know, the eight guys that we have right now, we're going to add another one. And he's going to be a sharpshooter. I'm just letting you know, okay, it's going to be a sharpshooter. But, uh, no, we, we – uh, we got enough talent to definitely win it. So um, if we're clicking and everybody's on the same page, uh, they got to worry about us. So we, Joey, Joey is obviously got some allegiance to Carmen's crew and, and big X as well. Um, For others like myself who are kind of TBT free agents. I mean, TBT is going to be the basketball to watch this summer. Dante, I want to ask you this because I think you'll have a good answer. Tell tell me and the rest of the TBT free agent fans why we should all be Bayheim's Army fans this summer. Um, one, I mean, you got the best college team in the nation, first of all. Uh, and you guys can go ahead and have one of the best fan base in the nation. Uh, you know, we are we're a great university that is well traveled, not just with the players and and everybody, but our fans. You know, very very loyal and, and dedicated. Yeah, I guarantee you if, if we was able to have fans in Columbus, we might, and we play Carmen Screw, we probably would outnumber them even in Ohio. So, uh, you know, that's 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 just, just you know, how how great our school is. But, uh, I mean, you got the Hall of Fame coach and, and you got a great group of guys who just love to come out and play hard and, and, and want to win. So, you know, get with us. You guys got anything to add to that? Well, full disclosure, I might have to cut that out because we don't know uh, if the Columbus announcement will be public. Oh, my bad. I had the announcement. (laughs) Uh, 
But but if it is, I'll, I'll cut out. I'll cut out just that part. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you might as well just announce it right now. We've made that mistake already, anyway. So don't worry about That's it. Okay, okay. got you. No, I, I think the biggest thing, man, like if you like if you really know all these guys, like I don't I don't hang out like that with people, like. But when when we get together with these guys, like man, so much so much fun, just laughs and and jokes and. It's a good two weeks, man, to, to get with these guys. Like, it's kind of like a, a breath of fresh air. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's There's so, so many good people that you're being around. And especially now, right now, with all with all the negativity going around with everything happening, man, I'm, I'm so looking forward to to really getting with these dudes and kind of, you know, obviously we, go, we don't want to lay back, but it's going to be good to see these guys, man, because, you know, regardless of, you know, how much we talk and all that, whenever we get together, it's, it's love, you know what I mean. So, um, you know, you want to if you want to cheer for good people, Andrew, you are gonna cheer for us. That's you know. <laughs> That's a good point. I think I think, I, I think I'm sold. I'm too. sold. <laughs> That's it. Well, we we thank you guys for coming on. This was a lot of fun. We're wishing you the best this summer. I think we agree with you guys. You have the best talent, and we agree with. Uh, Even Beatrice. I agree. Even I agree. And I, that's, yeah. that means a lot. You guys know that. And we yes, agree with Demetrius. Yeah. You're your yes. biggest enemy is yourself. Exactly. So I want to play on that. You know, I feel like everybody got, like you said, everybody has talent. Everybody, it's not going to be no slouch. So we don't want you guys to get stuff. All we want to do is play and just try to win as much games as we can. <laughs> Never get too high, never get too low, baby. That's what I'm talking about. So, right. like Andrew said, we appreciate you guys coming on. We're You guys gained some fans in us, that's for sure. I don't know if I – I mean, I can't change my allegiance, but I'll be rooting for you guys. You know that. So, we yeah, appreciate you guys you. coming on. Best of luck. Uh, go win that two mil, as long as it's not that's against it. Ohio State team. All right. Uh, Joey. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Joey, so if we go win, on, baby. we have to win a, wear a Syracuse – Jersey or T-shirt, deal. Fine, absolutely. Right. You too, Andrew. You, you, Andrew, you too. might be a, you, you might be a Northwestern fan to some. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I remember at the beginning, I'm I'm a Missouri fan. I, I'm excited about ah, Marcus Desmond. Yeah. Well, that's even worse. That's even worse. Sorry. If Team Hines wins, if Team Hines wins, I'm expecting to see all you guys in Mizzou Marcus <laughs> Desmond jerseys. <laughs> I can't guarantee that. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Right, All right, thanks, guys. All right, we now welcome on to Inside TBT, former Buckeye and now a member of Big X TBT, CJ Jackson. CJ, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks, guys. Uh, and in case you guys didn't know, um, CJ was my teammate. And, and so let's just get that out of the way um, right away because anything that we say during this is said because we are teammates and there's an understanding um, when you are teammates that anything's fair game. So, right. CJ, tell us what you've been doing to stay in shape, man. We know quarantine's going on. Have you had access to a gym? Like, what's the deal? Uh, not much access to a gym. Just trying to do whatever, you know, outside workouts. Uh, I actually went outside for a couple weeks and ran the shot mile couple times you know how that is um, and then the step ups out there I did a couple lunges you know the, the finisher lunges we do you know? but 
just kind of doing what I can to stay in shape, whether it's running or just anything, trying to eat a lot better than I, I normally would and just little things like that. You know, that's hard for me. So I'm just trying to just trying to be a little bit better, trying to treat my body like a pro. The, the difference between me and CJ in college and when, when CJ came to Ohio State, when he transferred, um, we were both sophomores. Um, we were lifting partners, which was probably CJ got really lucky because I didn't lift as much weight as he was. But CJ, the difference between me and CJ was I had to eat so insanely healthy just yeah. to be have an average body of a Division One basketball player. <laughs> Whereas CJ would eat canes and Wendy's and whatever. It didn't matter, honestly. He just he just ate it, and then he was and he had no problems with his body. So um, at Ohio State, we care a lot about our body fat for some weird reason. Like that's a all lot, we a lot. <laughs> and CJ never had to worry about his. I had to eat um, lettuce and, uh, and and had to worry about mine. So, so and that's and that's why he's a professional athlete and I'm a professional podcaster. <laughs> that is true. I do remember those days, especially after the weights when we had those optional slash mandatory shakes. CJ, CJ, you played you played for some uh, for some good coaches at Ohio State, Coach Mata, Coach Holtman. How do they stack up compared with uh, Coach Dockich, who was the big ex coach last year? Uh, that's a tough question because you know I'm real close with all of them. But no, Doc is real cool. I mean, he's a players' coach, kind of like how both uh, those coaches were. And I mean, you just want to play for somebody that's you know going to let you do what you do and just have a good time out there, but also want to win most importantly. And so the coaches at Ohio State obviously were, were those type of coaches. And then Dockage being a little different, being more of a friend than a coach is, is always kind of fun experience, especially playing in CBT in that kind of environment. Have you uh, helped him recruit any of the players to the team? Yeah, I would consider that. I would say I'm, I'm kind of like player slash GM, assistant GM. Whoa. Um, I mean, Doc will tell you a lot better. I mean, we, we're kind of all just chipping in a little bit, you know, bits by piece by piece, just kind of trying to put together not like a two-stack team, but a team that will kind of work together, good chemistry, but also be, you know, have good talent. So we all know uh, – we, somehow Dockage gets brought up in every single interview that we do. And that's yeah. like the ongoing joke <laughs> that we have. But he it, – it's well known that he's playing this year. As of right now, like he wants to play. If he plays – Who's the coach? Uh, one of his buddies from Michigan, Jay. I forget his last name, but he's a real good guy. I've had multiple conversations with him. Uh, he knows the game. Uh, he was working with. He works with the Cavs right now. So, I mean, we don't anticipate Doc being the coach, but you never know. <laughs> I mean, he's so old. He can run. He can run out of the tunnel. And yeah, just yeah. All the day. <laughs> <laughs> we just hope his body fat hasn't gotten too bad. <laughs> Oh, man. CJ, you know, we, we can only see a little bit of you, but you seem like you're still in basketball shape. Obviously, you've been playing professionally. How, how do you think TBT compares to uh, the competition to playing professionally? Uh, I think it's just kind of fun, especially in the summer. You know, you kind of gearing up for the, the month before guys got to go overseas or just prepare for their season. And this year, I think it will be kind of one of the most competitive years just based on the whole – you know, delay in the NBA and they're not being a summer league. So guys kind of want to just get back to playing basketball. So this year, I, I'm hoping it's a lot more competitive. I know it was super competitive last year, and so it should be fun. 
when you look at uh, the style of tournament like the TBT, where it's it's win or go home, just right. like the NCAA tournament, do you what do you think about comparing those two? You know, you're one of the younger guys in the TBT, where you're fresh off of playing in the NCAA tournament and playing mm-hmm. in some incredible games in the NCAA tournament. Um, what, where do you see the comparisons between you know the TBT tourney and the NCAA tournament? I think it's very, you know, it's close, but then once uh, that much money's on the line, obviously it's a little bit different and just in the sense of that. But the winner go home style is obviously a little bit added pressure, but, I mean, you got to embrace it. it. It's what makes it fun, uh, more competitive. The NCAA tournament, like you know, is one of the best environments you could ever possibly play in, no matter what the sport is, so. Uh, TBT is kind of trying to build that and especially with having like the Elam ending and just little things like that, it kind of adds a little bit more competition, I would say. Speaking of the, uh, the Elam ending, you're known for a couple of your, uh, late game, big time shots. Are you, are you the go-to guy for, for big X come Elam ending? (laughs) I wouldn't say go-to guy, but I mean, I've always just kind of loved having a little bit of pressure and just, I've just loved the big moments and I've kind of just thrived on that. Just, you know, growing up watching basketball, being a big Laker fan back in the day when Kobe was making all those game winners. So I kind of got that from there. And then I guess you could say took it to Ohio State slightly, very slightly. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're being very humble. CJ has two of, in recent memory, has two of the biggest shots in Ohio State basketball history, which is crazy to say, Um, but it's the truth. Um, where on the road in Indiana both times. <laughs> and, and literally on, on Assembly Hall, when you walk in, it says owned by C.J. Jackson. Have you had a chance to, to get, a, get your picture in front of that yet? No, I wish. That, I mean, I wish. That's one of the meccas of basketball, college basketball. So. I, I was going to say, I bet by the time you left there the second time, there were flyers up, like wanted <laughs> posters. This, this man, do not let this guy leave the state. We, we are, he's, he's too good. Every time you go to Indiana, you, you win. So maybe we could try to get, if not this year in the future, some, some TBT games in Indy because oh. then we know who's making the game winning shots. Now that will be, that'll definitely be fun. Definitely. I wouldn't mind traveling there. Yeah, could you? I'm picturing Assembly Hall hosting the TBT, and they and and Indiana has a team, so they're playing there, and they yeah. go any team except for Big X could come. <laughs> now, hopefully, they match us up last, so we see each other in the championship, the regional championship. <laughs> yeah, something it, that something that we always talk about that's so cool about TBT is is kind of a bunch of random guys, even though right. behind the scenes it's not too random, get to play together. So who, who are some of the guys that you're really excited to either get back on the court with or share the court with for the first time this summer? I would say pretty obviously the guys that I played with at Ohio State and just being able to, you know, I guess not necessarily put on Ohio State jersey again, but just put on a jersey in that kind of setting and play with them. But also like the guys that were our rivals, like Nick Ward at Michigan State. I know when playing here at Ohio State, I literally hated them. So it's a little different now, and we're kind of have the same goal, but also the guys from Wisconsin, I know they're really good players. And uh, Khalil kind of ruined our senior night, me and Joey's senior oh. night. So <laughs> that's a tough pill to swallow. But other than that, just, you know, everyone's a, are great guys, and I'm just excited to p- play basketball again. Do you guys talk about a lot of the uh, Big Ten moments 
that you guys shared together? Like, do you think that senior night will come up when you guys are just hanging out around TBT? Or is it kind of what happened in the past is the past. We're on to this tournament. I for sure won't be the one bringing it up. <laughs> but I'm sure it'll come up. Um, it's still kind of fresh wound for me right now, just being the last game in the shot. But, yeah, I mean, no, no hard feelings. We, all, we had good battles my time there. Um, we, I've definitely got a couple wins against him, so we can both go back and forth there. But, uh, yeah, like I said, no, no, hard, no hard feelings for any of the guys. It's, it's really easy because if he brings that up, you just let him know the year before – we we thirty two pieced them, which is their worst loss ever. So right, right. It's, it's pretty, the, you that's the worst loss ever in the Cole Center, right? Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if you heard what I said before, but maybe don't say that to him because your teammates. But just let yeah. him know that all he can do is dunk. So yeah, <laughs> Joe, Joey. But I, I just trust me. I won't be the one bringing up any past events with him. Yeah, not first. But oh we, wait, we'll, you can also let him know that I hit a game winner against this high school team in high school. You can tell him that too. Wait, did we go two and two against them? We, we, we oh. went zero and one our senior year. We went one and zero our junior year. We went one and one the year before that, and we went zero and two the year before that. Yeah, that wasn't my team though. So I, that's, that's those L's are on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I it was all my fault. Yeah. Me, I just could have cheered louder, could have clapped harder. You know, it just sometimes doesn't work out that way. Yeah, let's blame Joey on those those two. <laughs> Joey, you you told me once about a Wisconsin fan that maybe comes to your guys' home games every time you play Wisconsin and just screams so loud every time you guys are at the free throw line at home. Yeah, I think it's Wisconsin that – and, CJ, you, you tell me what you think. There's, like, the – she's like a howler. Like, it sounds like – You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly – I know exactly what you're talking about. But I don't remember which game it was, but, yeah. It might just be every good team that comes to the yeah, shot. Yeah, they yeah. just don't want Ohio State to win. Uh, it's, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> it does. You either love, you either love us or hate us. Yeah, exactly. No matter where we go, they don't like us. So, yeah. um, But that's part of the territory of being a Buckeye. It's part of the territory of being on Big X because clearly no one – I mean, it's like you put Dockage on your team, who's going to root for you? <laughs> yeah, we're definitely starting off slow in the supporting the supporter group. <laughs> CJ, is there anyone that you reached out to that you were like, if we get this guy, he's he's going to put us over the top, and then they just didn't end up playing? Uh, yeah, probably Jay Sean. Um, obviously, Joey knows just from playing with him every day in practice, he's a game changer, and just the things he can do, you know, and the the type of person he he is, and he's selfless, so. Just, like, that type of player mixed with that type of person, you know, that could be scary, except, especially for, like, an event like this. Yeah, he – I mean, he – and we – me and CJ have talked about this. Me and Docs have talked about this. I think, Andrew, even I've told this to you, if Jay Sean Tate, JT, if he plays in the TBT, instantly becomes the best player most likely in the entire yeah. tournament. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't just change the team. It changes the whole landscape of the tournament. Right, right, right. But it's a good problem because, obviously, we want him to – reach the ultimate goal of playing at the highest level possible. So um, if he can't play in the TBT, it's probably a good thing. So, yeah. CJ, there's a bunch of other guys uh, around the league. Uh, More and more announcements are coming every day. Have there been Mm -hmm. any announcement that you've seen that you're like, oh, I hope we get to go up against (laughs) that guy? (laughs) No, I think, what was it, like two or three days ago, I seen someone sign Joe Johnson. Overseas overseas (laughs) elite. I'm like, does he really need – to play in the TVT doesn't really need the money, but I'm like, okay, that should be kind of cool. Just, you know, playing against a guy like 
that has such a like you know played at the highest level in the highest league you know all-star just one of those type of players i think they signed big baby davis too right yeah that was a different team yeah so nate robinson has a team team hold that right (laughs) that's him and and we don't know anyone else just him and big baby right now i think they're just gonna play two on five big baby and nate robinson against the other team honestly that's still a lot (laughs) that's a lethal pick and roll right there i mean yeah that's a lot still cj the way you're talking it sounds like you're afraid of nba players is that true afraid no no. (laughs) i'm never afraid to play anymore but um i also saw uh floyd um floyd mayweather had a team i thought that was pretty cool yeah he's actually playing now he said who floyd did he say that he's not okay (laughs) i'm gonna say you're breaking news to one right here floyd mayweather is not playing i think there's there's videos of him really bad at basketball (laughs) on youtube really bad no, I'd, I'd want him to play then. Like, come on. <laughs> would you rather – okay. What do you think – would you rather – okay, here's a question. Here's a question. <laughs> For a million dollars, one round in a boxing ring with him or you got to beat him 11 nothing in basketball? But if, you, but if you lose either, you don't just get zero. You, like, go to jail for 20 years or something. You know, some crazy alternative. Yeah, Which one are you choosing? Easily. He wouldn't score. <laughs> Ooh. But he could just – but, like, you would say that about me, right? And I could just chuck one up and make it. I, but if that were the same, I'd probably get in the ring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'd, have to, we'd have to grab some gloves and get in the ring. <laughs> oh, man. <Wait. laughs> Joey, Joey, we're going to have to cut out, like, just the next three minutes of you laughing. Maybe, maybe if his cousin Kata was playing, you would be <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, probably, I'm surprised anyone doesn't have any snaps of that. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I have a Snapchat still of uh, Mickey pressing Trevor against the hood of Mark's car when he uh, mm. tried to get shotgun, which is – that's probably the most – one of the most talked about stories in the history of Ohio State basketball, at least in our <laughs> locker room, is uh, – this is before CJ got there, but uh, we're, in, we're Mark Loving's driving. This is my first day literally my first day we just finished playing open gym we're driving to sloopies uh trevor calls shotgun in mark's car mickey goes no 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 you don't you don't understand trev i'm always shotgun and and they fought like fought physically fought and trevor <laughs> lost very quickly <laughs> cj and I'm sitting there like is this normal and and mark goes joey this is not normal but it was normal <laughs> yeah 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 who got asked for uh, more pictures on campus between the two of you? Out of me and Joey? Yeah. Definitely Joey. Yeah, well, that's because I went, I went to class. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, I was an everyday student. That's, yeah, that's – no, actually, the, the, fun, the funniest thing about CJ was, was uh, he was always um, on the – if you were a 3.0, you got um, to go to this dinner, this banquet, and once CJ went the first time – he was like, I don't know if I want to get a 3.0 anymore. <laughs> but he did. But he did. It was just a joke. And he did go to class. If, if you're listening out there, Mama Jackson, he went to class. Yeah. CJ, something we like to do to usually uh, kind of wrap things up. We always want to give our guests the opportunity to ask us any questions that they may have. Mm-hmm. So if you have any questions, fire them on over and we'll answer them. Okay. <laughs> Who has given the worst, I guess, interview slash talk so far? 
Of TBT or of all the podcasts we've done? Uh, Of the TBT podcast. Uh, Uh, We've only done like five. So I don't know if that's fair. Um, I I I don't think there's a worst interview, but I can tell you that when we had uh, John Elmore on, who mm-hmm. was is the guard who played at Marshall, and now he's yeah, on yeah, yeah, we played him. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, you guys played him. He he was hilarious, and he like well exceeded our expectations. Really, you know. So, but no, no interview has has been below our expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but John, John, the expectations were high because we knew he was a fun, cool dude, and he he blew it out of the water. That he he was a great interview. Did you interview Duckage? We haven't yet. Um, we're we're kind of saving him for like when we when something happens so we can like bag on him kind of. Yeah. When he when he misses the shot to win the Elam ending in the first round instead of passing to you, we'll, well have we, time to talk about it. Well, let's look. Let's hope that doesn't happen just <laughs> yeah. for our team's sake. I mean, he won't be on the court at the end, so <laughs> you can't miss the shot if he's on the court. Right. We did see him. Fumbled really? the ball the last time he was on. The oh, court. yeah. If we want to talk Indiana basketball games, Dawkins <laughs> tried to literally cheat and give them the game, um, <laughs> and that's why. That's why. If you guys see Dan Dawkins tweeting about that, that's why CJ Jackson will never ever have to pay for a dinner ever again. It's because CJ <laughs> ended up hitting the game winner after Dawkins turned the ball over for us to almost lose the game. So there's that. All right, CJ, I mean, I, I can't think of anything else. Anything, you know, the people listening may not have decided on a team I yet. I got another question. I got another question. Go ahead. CJ, you're a very creative guy, and you don't get enough credit for how creative you are. Who would you want to see in the tournament maybe next year, whether it's alumni teams, any mismatch of teams, players? Who would you want to play against? Mm, that's tough. Alumni, I'll probably go alumni team. Or I like to see an ACC try to kind of do what the Big X is doing. You know, that team would be that might be a little a little <laughs> crazy team right there. We we talked about last episode. We kind of did a, our own version of like who we would want to see. And the number mm-hmm. one guy, my first pick was Tyler Hansbrough. Like that guy, that would be just like off the charts. And yeah, I know yeah. you're you're a Carolina boy, so you yeah. you kind of get it. Wait, how you think he still does he play still? Yeah, he played. He played in China last year, I think. Okay, I'm about to say it. Does he still have it? Yeah, but a lot of these guys are like on the, you know, they're on the way out. You know. Right, right. That's probably. I mean, we probably should have asked why the Big X has the advantage of being one of the youngest teams in the tournament. Do you think that that is? There's some truth to that. I think so. Just young, fresh legs are always good. You know, we got a couple guys like fresh out of college or one year removed. And then we're trying to – we got a couple guys that are, you know, what we consider old heads. So, we have a little a mix of both, but not really like the third – like the 27 to 30, you know. Do you kind of look at this year as championship or bust, or are you trying to build something? You know, Carmen's crew didn't win in their second year. You know, are you trying to build something? Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it championship or bust, but I would – like I am in it to win it, you know. Like, of course. I'm not really – thinking about what happens next year in the tournament or I mean obviously last year was a good experience to kind of get that under your belt but now it's it's time to go win the thing <laughs> was it weird last year because it's been well documented that 
us young Ohio State players, former Ohio State players, played a lot against the old Ohio State players in the summers. It's literally – it was literally like, like an open gym. Like Right. Yeah, exactly. Was it weird that you just brought the open gym, put on jerseys, and just changed the courts? It was definitely a little different. Like, the first game we played uh, – the West, the Wildcats from West Virginia, and it was a lot more like a normal game where you just kind of you're not really saying much to the other team. You're kind of all just doing your own thing. And then the next game we play Carmen's Crew, and it's like head to head battle with John Deebler or talking shit to Will, just like whatever it is. Just it was kind of it was fun. I thought it was fun, but this year I'm definitely not in it for the fun. I would yeah. Say. Ooh. I'm trying to- I think um, it's safe to say that you will probably be in the same bracket as Carmen's crew again because yeah. that's what you know. That's what the people want, and that's I know fine. you're excited about that. I yeah. think another thing that we're trying to get going here at Inside the TBT is a three-point contest. Um, okay. You guys, obviously, you're going to be quarantined with not much to do. Even though you're mm-hmm. in Columbus right now, you're probably not going to be able to leave wherever you're quarantined. Right, right. So there's going to have to be more activities. You know, they already have the dunk contest where you got to dunk on people. I'm assuming you're not going to want to do that. I mean, I thought about it. <laughs> I mean, first of all, CJ w- had one of the best dunk packages of any guy on the team, but he just never wanted to dunk, so that was <laughs> not true. You know that. Okay, who's better last year? On our team? Yeah. Name we four guys that were better. I, I, don't, I would say we didn't have a super athletic, bouncy team. Caleb is Caleb sneaky bouncy. <laughs> no. Oh. You can touch the rim without jumping. Caleb is not sneaky bouncy. He has a lot to his game, though. Dre is sneaky bouncy. You guys don't even Dre know. Is sneaky bouncy. Oh, man. Our shoot-around clips of Dre doing between-the-legs dunks, behind-the-back dunks. I was just looking at those last week. It was crazy. <laughs> he literally went to every venue not pulling off one dunk. Literally, we would go, we would go to shoot-around. We would do our thing. Like, some shoot-arounds, we would barely sweat. Some, we'd be dripping in sweat. It just depended on how Holt was feeling that day. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, we'd all sit to everyone. Eagles yelling, guys, we got to go. We got to go. But Dre's staying on the court trying to do off the backboard windmills and, <laughs> and throwing it up, letting it bounce, trying to go between his legs. And, and Pito is looking at Dre like, have you ever dunked before in your life? And <laughs> you, just, you just hear Coach T yelling in the background. Come on, Dre! Like in his high pitched voices. Oh man, it's so funny how the players at a shoot around they want to. We, I mean, like I love shooting at opposing teams' stadiums. Like when it's empty, like it's the coolest thing ever. And then all the coaches are like, "No, no, no! I got four more hours of film to watch. We got to get out of here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and we're like, all we're gonna do is take a shower and take a nap. Maybe we don't even take a shower. Maybe we just take a nap. We got right. nowhere to be. Nowhere. They they try to enforce a a study hall or a study table just just really just the past time does coach dockage have film sessions he better not (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it might still be early i don't know if he has film though oh man (laughs) oh film sessions i we're talking about film sessions my freshman year i was tasked with sitting next to daniel giddens during film just so he didn't fall asleep (laughs) and i would (laughs) smack him (laughs) If he fell asleep, we didn't have many of those problems. But did, 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 didn't Caleb fall asleep one time? Were you even? Yeah. I sat right. I sat next to you. You were on my left. Yeah. Caleb was on my right. I'm pretty sure, like Coach T would, Coach T would sit next to Caleb because <laughs> Caleb got dangerous. All the Westons, man, they can just fall asleep wherever they want to. Yeah, I think Dre might have, you know, faded out 
like once or twice. Oh, but... and Connor, Connor absolutely fell asleep, and so did Justin. Yeah. Oh my God. Maybe even Dwayne. But it's not their fault. I mean, the chairs are pretty comfortable. Did you know? Here's a little inside scoop from from inside TBT. Do you know how the chairs were made? In the in shot? The no. They uh they brought in like four different types, and they brought in Sully, and they said, "Sully, sit down." Why would they What's do the that? Most comfortable. See, they're setting people up right there for failure. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's just like. I sit in them and I can barely we can I mean you too like we can barely put our feet on the ground. Yeah, yeah. It's comfortable. It's I'm very good. comfortable. We literally watch film in a, in a in a movie theater. Long as I got my apple juice with me, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I see that just all comes back to the beginning <laughs> where we would go lift and come down and watch film and I would get people's drinks um cuz I'm a cuz you know that's my role is just be a good teammate. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I would get you know, maybe a Powerade, maybe a Propel, maybe a, maybe a protein shake if someone needed a protein shake, and then I'd get CJ apple juice. So <laughs> that just goes to show you um, that some people had to work on their body a little bit more than others. I worked. No, you did. I know. And I, it, hey, I got to give you a hard time or else. Yeah, I'll, yeah, you know. Like, oh, you and Q, you and Q. <laughs> I remember coming back and Q telling me, hey, Joe, we got an open slot for the body pod. You want to see what you're at? And I said, Absolutely not. I've gained 12 pounds in the last month since the season ended. So. <laughs> no, I'm, I probably won't do the body fat check ever again. No, but you'll run the shot lap, which for those of you that don't know, a lap around the, a lap around the shot is how much, see? I know two laps, two and a half laps is a mile. So I don't know, like maybe a, a lap in a third. Yeah, I, we used to, I mean – like no, I was run out in the on the concrete in a like it's literally the stories we're gonna tell our grandkids where they make fun of us for, you know, overstating everything. But like we would literally run on the concrete outside the shot and sprint, you know, 500 meters for time. And if we didn't get it, we would do it until we got the time and literally be. No, out. like everyone had to get it though. It, it didn't matter. Like everyone had to get it, and then we just go in and lift like it was nothing, and come back out and lunge. And now you're to, doing that voluntarily. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I have to that's, that's the type of athletes, man, that come with the TBT. Clearly, you they, they don't just it doesn't just happen. Yeah, you can be in the track and field competition too. It seems like. Ooh, ooh, no, that's where I got to draw the line. <laughs> okay, you're you're a very humble guy, see, but we know that when we did our forty test, you were the fastest by like three tenths of a second. You know that, right? Like the sprints. Yes. Yeah, I can do sprints all day. Like those yeah, are those are easy. Yeah. Yeah, yo, you're good for a hundred yard dash. But once you start talking about dash. running miles, that's where you lose me. Yeah. No, I. It's funny because I would be Dockage in a sprint, and then if we're running the miles, somehow he's faster than me. Yeah. <laughs> but those days are probably over. I I would actually pay to see both you guys run the miles against each other. I um today. I would be a plus four hundred underdog i i no chance i would I run it know. in six minutes and 30 seconds i don't know dude i couldn't run it i couldn't run it in under six minutes when i was in the best shape of my life yeah okay maybe that's true yeah <laughs> oh man all right well see this has been a blast um unless yes. you have any other questions for us um we're really really i'm i know andrews too but i'm really excited for this big x team because i mean it's just a group of my teammates just without me somehow my invitation must got lost in the mail but that's <laughs> a different hey 
we're good. We're all good here. I'm your biggest fan still. Don't worry about it. So appreciate you coming on and uh, yes. look forward to seeing you in Columbus soon. Yeah, definitely. Both of you guys. Thanks for having me. We hope you guys enjoyed those interviews. Uh, this was a big team-oriented episode between uh, Big X, Bayheim's Army, two teams that we think have potential to go pretty far in this thing. But, of course, 24 teams, they also have potential to lose first round, which is the beauty of this TBT tournament that's starting in Columbus on July 4th. Yeah, uh, it's all becoming real now. You know, we, we've kind of known that it would be – most likely it was going to be in Columbus and most likely that first week in July. But now we have, it's a, it's, it is official. We have a site and we have a dime and we have a timeline of when it's going to go. It's just all so real. Like, I mean, it's, how can you not be so unbelievably excited? Like sports are back. Great. But more importantly, basketball's back. And that's all that really matters. Basketball is back. There will be basketball this summer starting July 4th. And if you're going to go outside around people, wear your journalist masks. We are inside TBT. This has been episode four. We got more episodes coming for you next week, episodes five and six. If you like the group episodes, tell us on Twitter. If you like hearing your team interviewed in groups rather than individually, please tell us that. We love your feedback. We want to hear from you guys. Joe, anything else before we sign off? Yeah, just uh, tweet at Andrew as much as you guys can. Um, he's, he's around 24-7 to answer any questions you have. Like, if you have specific questions about the TBT that you need answered, like what teams are in or what players are going to be added, like, just holler at Andrew. No, 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 DM no. With, with all that information, like, absolutely no questions asked. So just reach out to him. He is your go-to guy. Like, I got all the scoops, but I ain't sharing, you know? He's got some of the scoops, and he's more than willing to share. So Yeah, definitely, definitely don't do that. But follow us on Twitter at Andrew Zolden, at Joey Smoke 14, at Inside TBT. And if you're not following at the tournament already, then you're probably not listening to this. But, <laughs> but we thank you guys. We're excited to keep this going. July 4th, we are almost there. Inside TBT, signing off. <laughs>